Riley, I ran into you, I think, in another life this past weekend. I'm very interested to hear this story because you're in you're in Iceland over the weekend. I was in the land of the la- I was in the land of I was say fire and ice. Actually, I suppose it is the land of fire and, some ice. fire and ice. Yeah. I was talking. I, did I talk to you about th- this whole thing that about Iceland that bothers me the last time I went? Iceland, highly would recommend. Excellent place to visit. Yeah, rent a car, drive around. Yeah. Oh, if you've got if you've got the money for it, like if you you know if you're well healed enough that you can afford just jet setting off to Ireland on the weekend and and spending time in one of the world's most expensive countries. So yeah, no, that's fine. fine. The expensive stuff, I think, is kind of a myth because you know you know what is incredibly expensive in Ireland in Iceland is booze. Well, also like hot dogs. You told me a hot dog was like twenty euros. That's not no. Okay. There, the conversion rate, by the way, is so confusing. It's fifteen hundred. Kroner is 10 euro. It's so just, it's just the kind of maths where you're like, oh, I don't stop know. it. <laughs> like, all the Scandinavian countries, right? They have the Krona, right? And yeah. instead of using... Different ones. <laughs> but, but, but they have a Krona that is, yes, different for all the countries. But then also, instead of it being like 7 euros and 50 cents, mm-hmm. it's like 750 Krona, which makes it really difficult to... It, just, it, it shouldn't, but just putting the decimal place two, two places to the left, and it mm-hmm. makes everything seem just... Like it's it's you don't have any conception of whether it's expensive or cheap because it's like oh it's twelve hundred kroner okay yeah. is that is that hundreds of euros is it tens of hundreds is it thousands the hack no that I knows. found was was to ignore the last two digits and then just remove a third but that's a two step calculation oh. to figure out how much like a bottle of diet coke yeah, is I mean you know? who's got the time who's got the time Dennis um I, I can, I'm not sure if I talked to you about this I don't know how people settled in Iceland like I know historically how they did mm-hmm. but you come to a place where I'm not sure what time of year it was, but there's a 50-50 shot. It's a time of year where the sun doesn't set, right? Yeah, and the other 50 is it's the time where it doesn't rise. Sun always <laughs> up, which is what happened this time, by the way. It is ter- It's so discombobulating for it to be 11 p.m. and the sun's just out. So back in Ireland, you're feeling fully combobulated? Fully combobulated. Your combobulation yeah. levels are off the charts in Ireland. You're like, yeah. Through the roof, through the roof. This is, how, this is how it works. But then as soon as you're in Ireland, there's no combobulation to be found for you. But I remember, like, looking. I think the guy. I think his name was some, something. Aronson was the first person that came. Was the first like known settler they know they know about Iceland. And it was you know, wasn't it? Le- in wasn't a, it in a year with wasn't three it Leif Erikson's dad or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. I know Leif Erikson did a lot of exploration from Iceland. From there, yeah. But I think it's because his dad was sent as like an exile or something. I'm not sure. Why yeah. is the cat yowling? My goodness. I, that was the first time I've ever heard Scotia As on the As soon podcast. as I start recording, doesn't matter if it's half our history, half our history.net, or this dumb podcast, the cat's just like, mm, time to make some noise. Time to, get, time to get rowdy up in here. Listen to her. Unbelievable. Yeah. No sense of decorum. I can't wait to move into my new house so I can close the bloody door. Not have, I was going to say, not have a cat anymore? What do yeah, you yeah lock her in the garage. Do you know what we've got in our new house? By the um, way, I didn't mention this. I never did. We found out we've got a laundry chute. That's sick. Don't eat it. We've got a laundry chute, mate. So if the cat's annoying me, straight down the laundry chute. <laughs> you could definitely, you could, you, you could definitely stuff Megan in that like a high school bully if you needed to. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, she's she's quite a small, she's quite a small person. I could probably get her in there. But no, no, the cat. She's a bad shoulder. I don't know if it's a good idea. The cat straight down there. Soft landing, obviously, in the laundry cat basket below. There, yeah. But yeah, no, Scotia love it. Anyway, yeah, laundry chute. Didn't know about that. Didn't didn't have it as a selling point on the house. They're like, oh, you know, beautiful blood. I would call that an adult slide. Ah, uh, it's not so much a slide. Mm. It is. A sh- it's. It's vertical. It's. It's the. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's a ninety, a 90 degree, degree angle from the ground. It's not. It's not that's like not a, sli- a laundry chute. That's side. a laun- That's a laundry. That's a laundry hole. Yeah, it's a laundry hole. Yeah, it's a chute that goes in one direction only. Yeah, you're not putting your kids down it for fun. No. Anyway. Yeah. 
I mean, if you're a child and you have a set of laundry shoes, you tell me you wouldn't dive in that thing? Stack some pillows in the bottom? Yeah, it's going to be very difficult to to avoid that temptation into that, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have to brick it up. Anyway, um, so you're in Iceland and you met me, apparently. Iceland. Yeah, well, now here's the thing, like, I'll get to you in a moment. How do you arrive at this place? Oh, yeah, it's right? true. Sorry, it's, we're still talking about that, yeah. It's cold. Mm-hmm. It's cold. The sun, there's no sun. You arrive in a land with no sun. Yeah. It's cold. There's no real, like, grass. It's just basalt, razor-sharp rocks mm. everywhere, right? Um, fire spews from the ground sometimes. Well, that's kind of cool. That's that's definitely a selling point, I think. Other times, boiling hot water shoots from little holes in the ground and burns you. Yeah. The whole place smells like eggs. I don't understand how you arrive there with, like, you know basic leather shoes and be like, ah, yeah. Well, Dennis, once again, your privilege is showing as someone who just globe trots around the world to the most expensive countries on earth. Let me tell you a little bit, a little little something about, you know, a type of person, Dennis, that you would know absolutely nothing about, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. people are forced (laughs) to flee where they Uh live because Uh of persecution, Uh be it religious, social, cultural, whatever. Sometimes people don't have a choice to stay where they are, right? Now, these people people are called refugees, and often they're Mm, left with very few choices to actually where they are. This is not something you would know anything about, of course. Rich white man living in Ireland. Um, I understand running to Iceland, right? Yes. But other people came and joined that settlement. Yeah. That's the part that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing a quick bit of research here. And apparently Iceland was settled around the, ni- the late 9th century by a bloke named Ingolfur yeah. Arnarsson. Arnarsson. Um, or called Bjornolfsson in some, um, some sources. Commonly recognized as the first p- permanent Norse settler of Iceland. Um, mm-hmm. They settled in Reykjavik, according to tradition, in 874. Um, the country is just so wildly inhospitable. <laughs> like, it is all greyed out tiles in Civilization Six. Do you know what I'm saying? He left, oh, dude, he left after a blood feud. Ooh, blood feud. Well, that happens, yeah. you know. So he, classic blood feud. That's Top reasons for immigration yeah. are um, religious persecution, job hunting, and blood, blood feuds. feuds. So it makes sense. <laughs> Even today, one of the main causes of, of, of immigration <laughs> all around the world, blood feuds. Yeah, yeah. So I attended, <clears throat> we did a lot of things nice and a lot of um, sightseeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did one thing that I'm curious to see if you'd be interested in writing. All right. We went to a lava show. A lava show? Yes. Okay. So this is, it's in the city. Yeah. In which they have a giant furnace where they melt a bunch of rock yeah. at like 1100 degrees. Hotter than that, surely. Uh, I think it cools to 1,100 by the time it gets out to the room with the people. 1,100 degrees? What's the melting point of rock? Yeah. Depends on the rock. It depends on the rock. Depends on the individual rock. Depends how uh, how the rock's feeling. No, it has... Sturdy is. No, no, it's... Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, you're right. Yeah. About 13... Uh, up to 1,300 degrees. Uh, 1,300 degrees Celsius. Yeah, I attended a show about this. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> I shouldn't be downing it, Dennis. I shouldn't be downing it. I just thought it'd be much hotter than that. But anyway, go on. And then they pour, if you if you Google lava shoot lava lava show Iceland you'll see it. Yeah. They pour it down a chute into a room with you. Now does the chute? Yeah, well, is the chute is the chute perfectly vertical? No, it is oh. not. It is deliberately not. Deliberately not. So lava degrees. shoots and laundry shoots, I'm learning, have some very key differences between them. Okay. Yeah, and then the lava cools into glass, and they like poke it around with a stick and stuff, and it gets very very hot. Yeah, yeah. But the guy hosting this lava show mm. um, was just you and another life. So he was a Scottish guy in this case. Okay. <clears throat> he's an Australian. Yeah. 
So from phase season two of Riley. Yeah. Season three of Riley, I guess. Season two is probably Germany, right? Uh, yeah, season three. Season three. And then he moved to Iceland because he fell in love with the girl. Yep. And, uh, and another another, another classic show. Riley move. I have done that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he hosts this lava show. Ian, great guy, would recommend. Um, with he does not, he's not qualif- There's no qualification to do this. He has like a ge- geography bachelor's degree. In, not geology, but geography. No, and I believe he stopped doing it. I don't think he finished it because it stopped being about volcanoes and earthquakes and started being about like social, yeah, about like and, cities like, you know, and ta- like urban planning yeah, and stuff. Okay, yeah, the yeah. stuff Nikki loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like boring. Not for me. And I don't think. And then he moved here and got a job hosting a lava show. And I think he does like a you do like a safety course. I'm sure, but this dude is out here jabbing a pole into this lava and like f- f- pulling it up into the air and stuff. This sounds like great fun. I would enjoy. I would enjoy that job. Um, well, he was very much your energy, mm-hmm. um, and he reminded me a lot of you because oh, the handsome bloke was he as well. Good-looking fella. He was a lots of hair, fashion. I imagine. Wouldn't shut up. Um, What's he going to do with his hair? These kids there. I didn't see it. Didn't no, I said, hair. does he have? Does he have a good head of hair? And you said he wouldn't shut up. What <laughs> wouldn't shut up about his yeah, hair? Well, I was just saying, you reminded me of you. Oh, um, there are these kids there yep. that Ian exhibited superhuman levels of patience with. Now, I'm not a very so, patient person. You and I have that in common. You're a primary school teacher. No, no, but I was about to say, neither of us are patient. You and I, very, very low no. patient levels. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but kids just bypass that for me. And I have infinite patience for children. It doesn't matter what, the, I just, I will just, it doesn't, for some reason, I get irritated having to wait like on hold for two minutes. I'm like, no, this is, I've, I've got stuff to do, I've got places to be. I will sit and watch a kid draw a triangle for hours if that's what they need to do. And if I need to help them with that, then we'll get it done, you know, no matter what. Can you, I want you to use your experience with children here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hosting a lava show. Yeah. What is the question that this group of children asks you over and over and over and over and over again? Can I touch it? Very close. Okay. Can I, can I hold it? I it don't was, know. Can you touch yeah, it? Can I keep a little, can I keep a piece? Oh, can I keep a little bit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he, they asked that very early on. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, at the, end, at the end, you know, when you go out to the front desk, they'll give you a piece of the lava show from yesterday. Because, you know, this one's still 400 degrees. <laughs> I can't handle it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't understand that, man. That's not, that's not exciting. That's boring. I don't mind that. And he's explained it. And they said yes. He's responded affirmatively, right? These kids are like 11 and 12. Like, they're not, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're old enough to know they better. They have cognitive yeah, abilities. Yeah, yeah. They're old enough that when he said yes, that they can't ask, they don't ask five minutes again later. Can I have a piece? And he's like, guys, we already talked about this. Yeah. They put, we put that issue to bed, kids. We can move on. We can move on to the next. If they-, they asked him six or seven times, can I have a piece? Can I have a piece? And he's like, I already said you can have a piece. Like, if they were six or seven years old, I'd understand that because they're excited. Maybe yeah. they've forgotten the idea of, the, like, for, for some kids, 15 minutes may as well be two weeks, right? They're never getting that piece of lava. It's 15 minutes away at the end of the show. They're going to, they have to go to a different room to get it. Are you kidding? Are you, like, there's no way, right? Mm. A 12-year-old kid, uh, I mean, just, yeah, come on, put your head out of your bum, mate. Just wait. Just be patient. Come on. You'll love this as well. We go out to the front desk. The kids go up and get their pieces of lava. And my father looks at them and he's like, I'm getting a piece of lava. Are you kidding? I'm not, I'm not ashamed. That's exactly what I was going to say. Did you get your piece of lava? Why did they get it? Just because they kids. Special treatment for kids? Absolutely not. My dad walked up and he was like, can I have a piece of lava? Yeah. And they were like, yeah. And he was like, she was like, how many? And my dad looks back at me and goes, two. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> he, he walks back over to us and I was like, oh, thanks. He's like, these are both for me. And I was like, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so smart. Your dad should look back at me. They've done a big job of counting. Oh, I say, yeah, I'll take four, I guess. For the- well, yeah, one for the whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes back. Like, well, I've got my lava so you guys can get stuffed. 
But I, I, I could easily see you if you'd moved, if, if, if Megan were Icelandic instead of Scottish. Oh, yeah. And you lived in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if I would have hated like, it as much as living in Scotland. Yeah. Well, it's very cold. It's very cold. Very rainy. Very rainy. But, it, I mean, certain parts of the country are alarmingly hot at times. Is that news? I guess if I really wanted to thaw out, in Scotland, you don't really have any options. But in, in Iceland, if you really, really need to go and warm up, you can just go to a volcano and, like, launch yourself into it like Gollum. There was an extremely... Uh, he talked quite a lot about Gollum in this presentation, actually. Oh, it's huge right now. It's huge. You know, Magic the Gathering, well, crossover. The video yeah, well, the Gollum video game was a smash hit. You know, Lord of the Rings coming back in game a major of the year, way. Game of the year. Yeah, yeah, game of every year. Um, he was like... I, I was like, look, great movie. Bullshit. Oh, I, absolutely. Every time... Lava is never portrayed accurately in film. Ever. He was like, nobody sinks. He's like, he should have landed, gone out, 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 and then burned to yes. death. <laughs> yeah, you don't. One, you don't sink in lava, and two, you can't go near lava. Like it, oh, you can get pretty it, close. No, but like actual flowing, like pyroclastic flow, actual proper. Yeah, you can't get near. near well, it's like it, yeah. it's not even lava; it's magma, right? Magma, or is it magma that's beneath well, what's, you? Or is what's it lava? Wild is, is one second. I think it's lava once it gets out of lava the once it gets, You can't go anywhere near it. It's so hot that you can't. Like if it's actually flowing, like it's the 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 air around it fries you to a crisp. But what happens, what it does that's really cool is that the, the outer to the top layer of it, right, solidifies mm. and then insulates the rest of yes. it. So what happens is you'll have a lava flow from an from eruption. And then for days on end, you people, people because you can go out to places where they have lava flows nice and, and walk on And it, it looks like rock. And he's like, don't, 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 don't. He's like, because yes, it is cooled up here. And he's like, but I'm not joking. Two inches down, it is still 600 degrees. Yeah. And it's, it's not. Like, it's hollow and it's brittle and it's glass. Like stop it's it. It's not strong enough to support like a fully grown person in some places. Well, the problem the problem is that like ninety nine percent of the time it actually is fine. Oh really? Oh, yeah. so it's not as dangerous. But as I thought because I thought it was like an. But then again, it's just not worth the risk. Can I say? So here's here's a fear that many people who grow up in in non cold parts of the world have. Right. This is kind of related to what we're talking about with with lava. So. A lot of people, I get very tired of hearing this, talk to me about Australia. Oh, dangerous animals. Everything trying to kill us. Like, there are 26 million of us. They're not doing a very good job killing us all. We're fine, right? You're not going to... Don't worry about it, yep. right? But that's because of the way that Australia is portrayed in popular media. Spiders, snakes, everything's trying to kill you. The only time, Dennis, that frozen lakes appear in popular media is when someone is about to walk onto it and put themselves in danger. Right, it's the yes. only time that you'll see. They get it. all bad press. There's no positive press for because it doesn't need it. Because everyone who lives in a cold, cold place knows that like a frozen lake, it's fine. You go, you go and have, you can skate, you can walk on it, whatever. It's it's generally fine. But we who never like in Australia, you never experience a, a frozen lake firsthand. So I'm terrified of them. And one time I was in Germany with Megan. There was a frozen lake. She's like, oh, let's go and have a walk. I'm like, absolutely. You think oh, I'm going to step? There's no way I'm going to step. And she's like, it's fine. Look at mm. it. It's so fine. especially when you're near the apparently it's thinnest in the middle. Is that right? I have no I idea. Have no idea I doesn't get cold in the That's the thing. And I'm terrified of these. I'm, I'm not going out in a frozen lake because I've seen. I would be nervous about going to a frozen lake. But you're right. Like, you, like, I have the exact opposite problem in that <clears throat> I know that the vast majority of, like, for example, snakes in Australia are fine, mm. right? Well. And even the ones that are poisonous, they have antivenom for. Yes. Yeah. Except for, like, one or two, which are quite rare, I believe. Well, Australia does have, like, nine of the ten world's most venomous land snakes. But it. But, right, but the problem is. Not many people that die. Snakes so. overall aren't as dangerous as people think they are. Yeah, well, that, that's definitely true. It's very, it is, you, yeah. you sort of have to go out of your way or you have to be either unlucky or you have to be very stupid to get bitten by a snake. You have to like not see a snake and step on it. Or, or, and, or actively antagonize it. Like not, snake. snakes generally speaking in Australia, they're not aggressive unless they feel really threatened. But and they, like, if, they, if they feel cornered, 
But if they've got a way to get their choice is to either take on like a fully grown human stomping around, Fif- like fifteen times its or size, just, or, or just slither away, right? And that's what they. Yeah, not, so like, they're th- I mean, they're the genesis of that. They're more afraid of you than you are of them. Attitude, which is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I grew up in Ireland, Riley. There are zero snakes here. Famous. Famously so. Famously so. So even when I go to like Bosnia and see like I don't know like a milk snake, which is not dangerous, right? Yeah, it's made of milk. Exactly, it's delicious. No, you see, like a, a little, or like a, what? What are the little? The, are they called corn snakes? Like red and yellow ones? I, I, honestly, I I don't know. I know you get leg, legless lizards in some parts of the world. I don't know what they're just cos what cosplaying as snakes. Get out of town! <laughs> but I see a snake and I'm like, ah, dangerous animals. because yes. I have no, not you even know, possible no frame neutral. of reference. Yeah. <laughs> Although one time I was in a taxi in in Bosnia and we drove over a snake and the snake got cut in half. And in the rearview mirror, I saw half of a snake, two halves of a snake, flailing wildly in the middle of the road. And I was like, what is happening? Mm. And the taxi driver looked at us and, and looked down and threw the car into reverse and was like, this is the right thing to do. Oh, that's so dark, dude. Oh, gee. So that's, that's like... Oh, my what, God. Speaking of... It's like your only first-hand experience speaking, of a snake. Holy moly. All right. Speaking of this, Nikki won't, be up, Nikki won't be too happy to hear this story again. We were sitting here when we got home from Iceland. Mm-hmm. Nuri comes in the window, right? Yeah, and we're sitting in like the sitting room. We hear him from the the room meowing. What what happened? What who's looking after you in Iceland? Because normally your parents would, but if your parents yeah. were there with you, ah, uh, Steve was feeding. Them. Ah, good old Steve, trusty Steve, they call him. Yeah, safest house of Steve. Um, Yuri was meowing, but it sounded weird. It was like muffled. Oh, okay. What's going on? What's going What's on, going on here? Uh, He was meowing at us, Riley. Through a bird, what he had in his ah, head. a present. Oh, uh, welcome home, welcome home. A present. It's so good a to present. see you, Dennis and Nikki. Here's here's something what I prepared earlier, and he brought it to me and dropped yeah. it. And I was like, oh, I have to throw away this dead bird. Now. Yeah, well, he probably thought you were hungry after your long trip. It's very generous of him. No, I, it's. I mean, he thinks he's doing everything right. I don't want to be too mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I go to pick up the bird. Yeah. And it twitches, oh, and I was like, "Oh, oh no. no, oh dear!" <laughs> so I get I get two napkins, and I pick up the bird, yeah. and I go to and I and I go to take it outside, and it chirps. And oh. I'm like, oh, and this is what cats do. They're such little assholes. They like just it. It's that it just stop playing with your food. Kill it. Scotch says I had with to, bugs. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't kill it. He wouldn't kill it. I think he wanted me to eat it. Right? Yeah, and he wants it fresh. Obviously, that's what the people always say, yeah. right? So I, 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 with, with a, a sense of urgency, I didn't, like, that I would have if I, like, saw Nikki, like, fall and break her arm. Yeah. Like, I, this was an emergency. Yeah. I was like, I have to kill the bird. I have to get the bird outside and put it out of misery. This is so unfair. Oh, in, like, a cosmic sense. I hate this story. Oh, no. Oh, geez. So okay. I disposed of the bird, Riley. Oh, the poor uh, bird. I mean, Yuri's just, Yuri's not doing anything wrong. He's just being a cat. Right? He's just doing what a cat does. But he's just being, well, he has a collar. And look, I'll be, I'll level you. Yuri's not the smartest cat. Oh, so we're so victim blaming now. The, the victim, the, the bird. The, yeah, the, the bird was. Oh no, no, no! The bird didn't hear the I mean uh, the bell on Yuri's collar. Yuri's very dumb. Yuri has, Yuri has a bell. Yeah. Um, if Yuri didn't get this bird, a different cat. Would oh, be. so you're saying the bird had it coming? <laughs> what are you saying? The bird. I'm not saying the bird deserved it, but I'm saying it was going. It happen. was going. This <laughs> bird was. Uh, yeah, this bird was not uh, not one that that uh, was going to pass the the, uh, the 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 natural selection test. It seems. But yeah, it was um, it was an upset, it was an it was an upsetting upsetting welcome home from my, my trip to the land of ice and fire. But yeah, midnight sun is an upsetting thing to it. Well, you sent me a photo. You sent me a beautiful photo of the two of you. It looked like you just finished having lunch or something. You know, sun was shining bright out in the street or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's good. And you're like, yeah, it's 10 p.m. 
I'm like, oh, you just took that photo. Yes, you just taken a photo. Broad daylight, 10 p.m. So the darkest it ever got. So that's what? It's June 8th as we record. Yeah, so, so next week it, is like the middle of the, or two weeks from now. Getting real, getting real right? close to the longest day for you guys. Yeah, getting real close to the shortest yeah. day for us over here. Yes. Um, so it's about as long as it gets yeah. in Iceland, yeah, yeah, yeah. the days. Um, so sunset is officially at 11.45 p.m. Yeah. And sunrise is at like 2.53 a.m. Yeah. But what they don't really tell you <clears throat> is that when the window is that short, the sun doesn't actually set. No, it just takes a quick nap, really. So, it's not actually properly... Not even a nap, dude. No, no, no. It's so like you, it, it's you know, dozing. You know what I mean? Like it's not fully out. Yeah. So if you, so let's say let's say in Australia, let's say sunrise is at 7, yeah, right? Yeah. Have you ever gotten up and looked at the window at like 6.30 where you can't see the sun yet, but there's still like twilight? Or It's like the opposite of dusk. Actually, you know right? what? Actually, hang on. There is a word. Hang on. There's a, there's a, there's a technical term Pre-dawn. for that. The opposite of twilight. Opposite of twilight. Because there is actually a word for it is yeah. called no um there oh, I thought there was an actual word for it opposite of dusk really yeah isn't it? dusk yeah, dusk and dawn I, don't, I thought there was an actual word for twilight the first word the first <laughs> suggestion that comes up from wordhippo.com is cock crow it's definitely not uh, I, mean, <laughs> I guess it could be anyway go on but that that sort of low level of light, mm. mood lighting for the earth, if you mood will, lighting, that's it. Yeah, is as yeah. dark as it gets in the middle of the getting night. Getting real sexy. So every, everywhere has blackout blinds. We brought, I brought melatonin because I was like, this is gonna mess me up otherwise. Because mm-hmm. when you like, it's only one hour behind. It's like a two two hour flight. But what messes you up when you get jet lag is sunlight. Yes, it's not the actual the, the actual time zones don't matter at all. Uh, strong disagree. They do matter, but the because you have that they don't. What do you mean? If you kept your, if you traveled thirteen hours on a flight to like Singapore or something from here, right? Yes. And you were like enclosed in like a UV box that was synced with Irish time the entire time, you'd be completely fine. Okay. Yes, I, I see your point, but as in like the time zone that you came from is relevant. Your your sleeping pattern is still attached. To that it's not like if you if the sun goes down, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm not. I'm now I'm very tired. I'm going to go straight to sleep. Like that's not. You, no. You still wake I mean up at three in the morning, internal, feeling like it's it's nine p.m. Yeah. Your internal body clock thinks you're why is why is my day twenty nine hours long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or shorter, but the only the only frame reference it has for that is the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or light in general, I guess. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the fact that I hadn't gone very far east or west, but I gone far enough north that I had to consider it like jet lag territory. Yeah, dude, it's wild. I I mean, I I haven't been to Iceland. I went to Norway one time. I think the furthest north I went was like Bergen, north of Oslo. And we had the same thing, you know, you go, like the sun yep. was still essentially up at midnight. Like you had to, all the hotels, as you say, they have like these blackout blinds that you put down to try to make the room pop, mm-hmm. properly dark. But they're, they're variously successful at doing that. And then, you know, you wake up, it's like, well, could be 9am, could be 7am, could be 3am. There's no way to know. The biggest, and the biggest way, and like the midnight, you know, the midday night is the other end of things where the sun doesn't rise at all, which I'm curious to see, but it's much harder to visit Iceland at the time because, like, the roads freeze and stuff. Yes, and also, why would you uh, ever want to subject yourself to that? But, yeah, go on. Oh, it's just novel, I think, honestly. Well, come to Australia but if you want I, novel I, experiences. I, 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 We've got very dangerous snakes over here. There's a, no, that's that's a, no, there's a novel experience for you. Um, what I would liken it to is, do you know the feeling when you go to the, to the cinema and then you leave the cinema and you're like, oh, I forgot it was bright outside. Or you do that thing where you go, it's really bright, and then you go inside for long enough that when you come out, the sun has gone down. It's like, whoa, 
what happened? Yes. Where'd it go? <laughs> this has never happened to me before. Specifically, I think, the, I think the cinema is the most accurate because you spend so much time in a dark room yeah. and you walk outside and you're like, oh, wow, I forgot it was 3 p.m. Yes. That happens every time you leave a room, uh, a building in June. And you're like, oh, God, what? Okay, still? Woof, well, right. Already, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I would recommend. And if things ever go south for you with the house and with Megan, right, I think there's a career for you as a lava show host in Iceland. I, I, I guess it would be one, one job, a vocation that I could pick up in Iceland that would at least keep me warm. Interesting enough, Dennis, I want to talk to you about something that is kind of related to where we ended up talking about circadian rhythms and, and sleeping and all that sort of okay. stuff. Okay, right? all right. Because while you were living it up in Iceland, stealing bits of, uh, of lava off your dad, I had a, uh, a job, I had a gig, right? Hosting or commentating the, uh, a magic tournament. So this is something that I used to do yes. very, very, very regularly. Something I do slightly less regularly now. Part of the reason this podcast exists exactly in the reason. first place. Yes, exactly right. One of the biggest reasons, well, the, the reason really that Dennis and I connected was because of our um, careers in and around yep. Magic the Gathering and broadcasting and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I still do it. You know, I still go to these shows. That's why I went to Minneapolis the other, the, uh, the last month. And it's, you know, I, I agreed to do this, this show. So it was DreamHack, right? DreamHack in Dallas. They were hosting a, uh, a regional championship. So the United States Regional Championship, $130,000 prize pool, big tournament, big deal. A lot of players mm-hmm. there, you know, the best players in the US uh, turned up to uh, fight for fame, fortune, glory, and a spot of the Pro Tour. Many, many people who listen to this podcast will be aware well and truly of, you know, magic and all the stuff that's involved with it. But uh, obviously it was a tournament in Dallas held on Dallas time. With, but you're not in Dallas with already. remote broadcasters. So there was me, and I was paired with Martin User, right? And then the other commentary pair, Marty Davuti and, and Corey Baumaster, right? You know him, you love him. So your commentary team spans 21 of the 24 hours on the globe or something? Essentially, yes, right? We have the, the four of us are sort of located roughly one third of the circumference of the earth away from each other longitudinally. Because if you ditched Martin, you could probably hop the dateline and it'll be It'll okay, be fine. Right? But with Martin there, it really added a wrinkle into it. And I very <laughs> foolishly took one for the team and was like, because it, it, was, it was either like, one of you screwed, one, right? If you divide the, the day into eights, one of you has to be commentating when you're sleeping. One of us has to. One of us is getting up at 1 a.m. And I, I fell on the grenade and I decided that I would do it, right? So I want to talk about a couple of things. First of all, we'll get, we'll get to the sleeping stuff in a little bit, right? First of all, this was one of those decisions that going into it, I was just, I was just happy to be there, man. I was just excited, right? Martin called me specifically. like, hey, I'd love to commentate with you. You know, let's do it. Because we used to work together all the time years ago. And he's like, he's one of my favorite magic pros. He's one of my favorite co-commentators. Love working with Martin. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a great guy, right? Really. He's one of those people that he's just not very different from how he is when he's on to how he is when he's just like hanging out. He's just a very genuine, lovely human, right? So when he invited me, I was like, absolutely, I'll be there. Don't worry. Don't, no, no worries at all. Mm, time zone might be an issue. Ah, it'll be fine. I'll get through it, right? No regrets. Mm-hmm. Had the call with Anurag, the guy who's organizing it all, who it seems to be an absolute rock star, right? Organizing all this stuff with very, very minimal support by what it sounds like. So good on you, Anurag, right? Jeff and BJ and all the rest of them. Rest of them. But then the weekend arrives. And oh boy, Dennis, I felt like I had made the biggest mistake in the world. Right, I was like, I'm sure you did. Why? I signed up for many a 24 hour stream and had exactly the same. Why thing. am I doing this to myself? Right, on the Saturday night, 
I go to bed at like 6 p.m. Because I have to be up. Call time. Ugh. Call time is at 1. No, 2. 2 a.m. Call time on, on, on the Sunday morning, 2 a.m. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this will be fine. Anyway, again, we'll come to what it was actually in Did due course. Did you take course. any any aids to sleep? Hmm? Did you take any medical aids No, I just went and shut my eyes and waited. That might have been a good idea. Well, no, because I'm always worried about that sort of stuff because what if I don't wake up? Like, do you mean if you sleep through an alarm or die? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, <laughs> there could be both. I've never taken sleeping pills, so I don't know what would happen. Like, what if I take a sleeping there's a pill? There's a big delta. I would, I would advise you take melatonin because there's a big delta between melatonin and, like, night. I've just never looked into it because I've never really had huge issues with sleeping. I'm very lucky in that regard. Anyway, so we'll talk about exactly what it did. But long story short. It was it was it was hard. Yeah, it was rough stuff, man. And I did. Mm. I got up at two on the Sunday, and then on the Monday morning, my call time was midnight, basically half past twelve in the morning. Right. So again, I tried to go to bed early. Didn't work. And it was it was tough. And we got through it. And people said I did a good job, and they didn't know that I was completely out of my mind, tired, which was good. But at the time, I was like, "This is holy moly. This is hard." Right. But then you were messaging me at times that I didn't think made sense. Yeah, you, so like, you sent me a message. <laughs> I think this is the Iceland thing. You sent me a message. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And you're like, what are you doing up? What? Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> anyway, now I just look back on it very fondly. Got to hang out with Martin. Had a good time talking about magic. And it was great, right? Got paid. Fantastic. Loved it. It was a great weekend. And it's one of those things. And I wonder if you've had experiences like this where it's like mm-hmm. you, you make a decision to do something and you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. And then you do it like, this is agony. And then once you've done it, you're like, that's great. Another thing is that, like, that is in the same vein. This happened when I was in Iceland. So one of the days, I, sl- I think I just slept funny, but I, like, really, really hurt my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that happens? To- and I was like... Well, Dennis, you're getting, you're getting to that age and- sometimes where, you know, you don't, have dude, to, know, you don't have to do anything special for your body to give you all sorts of aches and well, pains. I got time, dude. We looked at a graph earlier that had things broken down by age. You're like, well, in our, in our, you were like, well, in our section, I was like, well, right, yeah, please, I'm in the 20 to 29 section. Please I was in the, the I was looking at the 30, 30 39 30 section of this graph, and you're like, well, no, come on. I got two more. Um, but and I I remember being like oh it's so annoying like I'm on this trip Mm. my my shoulder hurts it's gonna ruin it and then I I, I said this to Nikki before I'm like I will not remember that part of it you know when you get a headache or whatever you won't remember that part Mm -mm. and you don't you really don't um, there's obviously some logistic things if you have to cancel something that you couldn't do. Well, there, certainly problems can get that, to a point where like you can't leave them on the cutting room floor. But for a lot of the, a lot of yeah, a lot of minorly negative experiences, your brain, your brain is an excellent and liberal editor. Yeah. I would yeah. say, yeah, even <laughs> more so in your case, Dennis Tranjak. Even more so. Oh in yeah, case. well, no, yeah, mine's, mine, mine is a very distinct directing style. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know. It's like yeah, one of the best. <laughs> a little over yeah, the top. You got a, but it's a fun incredible ride. cinematographer, editorial team, and the and the directorial yeah, the stuff. DP, oh, they're really putting in. Yeah, they're really putting in. Really, work. really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I 100% agree. Um, and it's true with like what you said as well about deciding, committing to something. Be like, why am I doing yeah. this? And then actually be like, ah, it was fine. It was fine. And you're so much better like there's that you know that old story about the king who asks like a wizard to make him a ring that says it'll make him happy when he's sad and sad when he's happy and he gives him a ring that says this too shall pass on it yeah that's the kind of thing we're talking about here right where in the moment you as you move on for a moment and put it into your memory you lose so many of the trappings of oh my chair is uncomfortable right right now i will not remember according to this podcast that my headphones are broken and it hurts oh does it hurt 
Well, it's not. It's I was worried about this because you're, you're having to press a broken pair of headphones to your ears like a like you, like you know they're too quiet and you're having to listen to them. So that's not good. Or like I'm recording a stinger for our, my future on a rap yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're taking part in a cipher and you want to look really cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk to you about the um, the other side of this, right? The sleeping Which part, was the right? well, or the not sleeping part. So I've done I've yes. done many of these gigs where I've gotten up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and my strategy is just go to bed early and just sleep right and and hope for the best if you sit still long enough with your eyes closed you will eventually fall asleep and this is what i went to bed at 7 p.m or 6 p.m i'm out sleeping fine but then i woke up at like 11 and i was like "Mm, that was a refreshing nap Mm. and i couldn't get back to sleep and it was it was tough and by the time i finished the first day's broadcast at 9 a.m right Mm. i was really feeling it you're tired did you used to pull many all-nighters when you were younger? Because it was something I did, like, not all the time, but it was something I did kind of just for the hell of it every now and again when I was young, like in my early 20s. Every, we talked about sleepovers last week. Yeah. Um, I never slept at those. We would leave Luke's house often when the sun came up. You didn't mention this when we were talking about the sleepovers. So the sleepovers yeah. weren't sleep. They were wakeovers. They were wakeovers. I would go home and take, like, but, you know, I was 14 or 15 or 16, 17 eventually, I suppose, towards the later years of it. And I would come home, sleep from 6 a.m. till 10 and be like, all right, time to go face the day. That's wild. I could not have done that. When I was a teenager, I was sleeping like a log, man. I was sleeping hours. Well, I mean, we we talked about this before, how like it's ridiculous that like teenagers have to go to school at 8.30 a.m. Because you need the time, you know, and I'm not being facetious here. Growing is very tiring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like teenagers Um, teenagers sleeping is not them being lazy. It's them fulfilling their biological need as they grow into fully formed yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in term, but like all-nighters are tricky. So what I've done quite a few times and did quite recently was we'll go out, have fun, stay out till 6 a.m., 7 a.m., sleep for four hours, and then have a day. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not really an all-nighter. It's, it's close enough. Like, the, it, I would say that's an all like, The actual, like, I just skipped an entire sleep session, I don't think that's really a thing. Well, I've done it. I used to do for it. So there was this, this guy I used to hang out with years ago, right? And... We would like we'd go, I you know, go clubbing, finish up. I, I was always a designated driver because I don't drink, so I'd drive people home, whatever else. And it was usually him and me. I was like, oh, let's go back to your place. We'll hang out, right? So we'd like play video games or something. And by the time we finished doing that, it's like five in the morning, right? Because we've dropped people off at three. We've gone back to his place, played Super Smash Brothers for two hours. It's now five a.m., right? And that's sort of early slash late enough that you sort of you know you're twenty years old, right? You're young, dumb, full of bad ideas and fun fun f- full of fun and so we you sort of look at each other and you pay a chance like let's stay up let's stay up all night we don't let's not sleep tonight right mm-hmm. but then the super smash brothers stops being fun and starts just being mm-hmm. the only thing that is keeping you awake right the only thing mm-hmm. that is like we've gotta power through it's fine right and you get these specific symptoms i find when you stay up past and i think the cutoff is usually like half two or three right in the morning in the yeah, morning, yeah, 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 yeah. And you start to feel. I get very nauseous and cold. I start feeling very. And your body's I, just I like really unraveling. I feel really heavy. <laughs> I feel like I'm a big pile, big yeah, pile well, of sludge, sense, yeah. and I'm just going to start melting into the floor. You know what I mean? No, I feel the opposite. I feel frail and cold. Oh wow! Yeah, it's extreme tiredness. Yeah, that might be a virtue of the, the of the te- of the temperatures of the place we grew up in. <laughs> that it just is cold. Just responding to that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyway. 
I don't do them anymore. I actually stopped it. Well, the thing that made me and this other guy stop doing these all-nighters, right, was one time, I think it was like seven or – the sun was definitely up. Anyway, we wanted brekkie. So we got in his car to drive to, I don't know, supermarket probably to get something to eat. Probably not an amazing idea to drive in that condition. He fell asleep at the wheel. Oh, God. Like, for just like a second, right? And he sort of like, because I didn't notice to begin with, but then he like, he didn't, he, the, the car started like Jerks, swerving yeah. off to the side of the, like, uh, I was like, whoa. And I, I, you know, I hit him and he woke up. I was like, oh, like this. I'm like, I don't, yeah, it's not a good, I don't think we should be, you should be driving, man. But then we drove and got our breakfast and went back and it was fine. I was like <laughs> very aware of him <laughs> falling asleep, but such a bad idea. Such a stupid, irresponsible thing to do yeah. as well. But I mean, you're 20 years old. You don't think about this sort of stuff. You don't think about anything other than yourself at that age. Well, you feel invincible completely. I don't know. Like it's it's one of those things that I I I, I think I think we, yeah, you probably should be aware of that sort of stuff. We're also, I mean, you're not at your best when you're going on twenty four whatever hours of with without. No, you're functionally. I would say you're functionally drunk. Really. Yeah, they don't test for that, do they? No. Blow into here. They do. Blow, blow, blow into this bag, and we'll tell you. We'll tell you how uh, how how many hours you've had uh, since you last slept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like get into this blanket and sit still for fifteen <laughs> seconds. And you can't do it. <laughs> the field sobriety test is yeah, they put you in one of those nightgowns and one of those little floppy hats, give you a teddy bear, yeah, they tuck make you, you listen up. to episode of half hour's history and see if you can. And stay that's awake. it. If yeah. you if you fall asleep, then you're like, well, you shouldn't be driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you didn't do a lot of all nighters. Uh, I did a fair share in college. I did a bunch, but like mine are motivated by alcohol and going out and clubbing. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a little bit different. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about the relationship you had with your friends. Or what they were like, or if any of the all-nighters you mentioned have been motivated by, you know, like Colombian marching powder or what have you. <laughs> but that's also no, a, I mean, I, a very common thing. Yeah, here. no, I never got the nose beers, obviously. And um, do you know? Did you say nose beers? Nose beers. <laughs> beers, beers for your nose. People here, people here call it Bon Schnockta, which is just the Irish word for white snow. But you say with this intonation, you're like, oh, a bit of the old uh, Bon Schnockta. <laughs> and it's just a very, very like, good. goofy. Very good. <laughs> Um, do you know the all-nighters that I never pulled, which were very common? I, when I did my year uh, overseas, I did um, a semester in the US and a semester in Canada while I was on I was an exchange I was, while I was studying. Very, very common for students in the US, in particular, to do all-nighters to study. Oh yeah, I've done. I've done, and I was like, so- oh, but just, no, don't not sleep. Go to sleep, man. That's when your brain is like. That's when that's when your brain defragments and puts stuff into the into long-term storage. Here's the thing. Here's the tech. What's the tech? Here's my recommendation. You don't need long-term storage for exams. Yeah, all right. Okay. So what I would do, I would sleep. I I would would be nervous or whatever. So I'd go to bed like 11, you know, wake up at 7 a.m. doing the exam. Right. But I'm not pulling all night. But I would spend the day previous just hammering things into my brain. Cramming, 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 cramming. And I got really, really good at cramming. Um... And I did quite well in my exams as a result because you don't need to hold on to that information for more than 24 no, hours. It's true. Yeah. And then you could, the se- and, and that was what I would do. I would walk out and I could, I could visualize myself doing this for like an English mm. exam, right? Where I memorized all these like Seamus Heaney poems and stuff and understand, you know, the nuances and the themes and all this stuff to compare about Hamlet and all this stuff, right? You get out and I could feel it fall out of empty, my Empty the recycle bin. Yeah, and and it was good because I had to go home and cram for French the next day. <laughs> you need to make room. <laughs> you need to, and it worked. Need to clear dude, your it works if 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 you are, and I, I happen to be suited to this. If you are capable and suited to that kind of learning, yeah. 
it is an extremely effective I wouldn't, way to prepare uh, for traditional. I exams. wouldn't go. I wouldn't be so generous as to call it actual learning, but I do take your point. But this is this is. This is I mean, this supports what I'm saying. You got to be in good. It's a flaw of exams. It's not a flaw of. The but year. you got to be in good nick to sit exams, to sit assessments, that sort of stuff. Like, do yourself a favor, sleep. I never understood these people who would stay up all night. Get up, like not even get it. Sorry, the next morning in the same clothes they've been sitting in the library, yes. just go drag yeah, drag, themselves like you, in because yeah. you, you're half dead. You're so sleepy. So I didn't do that. I've done that before for assignments. Where an assignment's due at eleven fifty nine, or like do it like nine fifty nine a.m. or whatever, and you're hammering. Yeah, in, but you're at the end of it, you just close the laptop and you're and you're done, straight to bed. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I mean, I didn't do that sleep. I, 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 Dennis, I only stayed up all night for very worthy pursuits like playing Super Smash Brothers and then endangering the people's lives on the road the as I got into a car, got into a car with a driver who was half asleep. Is what we're talking about these decisions we made as idiots, as teenagers, yeah, yeah. right? That were like unhealthy and ultimately not even that fun, yeah, right? Yeah. But you're making all these decisions sober, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I, I had no excuse. <laughs> at least I have that. I, to fall I had no back excuse on. at all. Yeah. And the other thing is, I'm still making. But after but co- still, three good. three beer, Dennis, of, of course, three beer, Dennis wants to stay up and play Halo all night. Dadoy, of course he does. But I'm still making them. I'm 34 years old, and I sat up all yeah. night. This this. Well, you got paid for this. No, one. That's different. It, yeah. If someone was like, "Hey, we'll pay, we'll pay, we'll pay you a handsome sum to play Super Super," because you know you didn't get to play Magic for this time. You just had to talk. Yeah, about it. Just, that's the easy part. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's all that training I did when I was young. It's paid off, you know. All the training I did playing Super Smash Brothers. This guy's house. And you know, you notice I normally very very happy to name names. But thinking about this story and thinking about the fact that I got into the pseudo crime. Yeah, got into yeah. the car with someone who really wasn't fit to drive. Uh, decided not to dox this particular individual friend of mine. I'm sure anyone who knew me back then probably knows who it is. But uh, you'll you'll never get the name from me, Dennis. I'll never tell. I'll tell you. It's I'll tell the patrons. That's fine. has their address. I'll, 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 yeah. we, we actually live call um, the police department. And yeah, yeah call Victoria Police and say, listen, what's the statute, <laughs> li- what's the statute of limitations on sleeping while tired? I'm like, ah, oh, sir, that is, not, that is not a crime. They look up and there's a big poster that says Riley Knight wanted for game show cheating. And you're like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 Dennis. No, 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 no. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Traniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show, get the show a little bit early, as well as some other exclusive perks, and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.